It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Thursday, April 6th, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. The commercial Sacro herring fleet continued to make inroads on Tuesday. The Alaska Department of Fish and Game opened seining from 12.15 to 5 p.m. on April 4th. The total harvest for the day had not been released as of press time. Fishing occurred in an area from Samsung Cove south to Readout Bay. Meanwhile, on the other side of Sitka Sound, spawning is continuing at a steady pace. State biologists reported 29 nautical miles of active spawning on Tuesday from the eastern shore of Cruzoff Island north to Hayward Strait, across toward Permisla and Eastern Bays, and south to Middle Island, and even Sandy Beach. The total length of spawn so far for this year's herring run now stands at just over 47 nautical miles. KCAW's Catherine Rose recently met with the competitors and a coach of Sitka's eSports team, which won a breathtaking video game championship earlier this year. Second Rocket Wolves are sitting pretty with just one goal on the board. Four minutes and seven seconds left in this first game as uh, Belt Boys need to find a shot on net. They get the first one, they go. And Pinecone was there for the save. And Pinecone wants another shot on Ooh. net on the other end. It looks so dubious, that shot. As it's across, across this the street, is Rocket the, uh, League. Field, if you're unfamiliar with the game, it's probably not clear just by listening what it looks like. The two commentators, Animal and Suplex Plus, pepper their narration with terms like dribbling, defense, a dubious shot down the field. But when they mention a player by name, like A.K. Pinecone, they're not referring to a person wearing a numbered uniform and cleats. When you're first hearing about this game, <laughs> a lot of people seem to think it's very silly. It's uh, essentially car soccer. It's like rocket-powered cars playing soccer. That's Alex Earsley. He coaches Sitka High's Rocket League team, the Sitka Rocket Wolves. It's one of several video games the high school's eSports team plays competitively against other schools throughout the state. You can fly in the air, do a whole bunch of flips and tricks and stuff like that. Essentially, the main goal is, is just like it would be in soccer. You want to score more goals than the enemy team. Old school athletes and their fans might roll their eyes, but participants say a lot of benefits come with playing eSports. It still teaches many of the same skills that physical sports teach, like teamwork and sportsmanship. I ask Earsley what else the Rocket League team is walking away with, besides knowing how to kick a soccer ball with a flying car. There's so much more than just learning the video game. It's, it's that you're learning how to learn. It is a very, very good form of media that, that really works as a not only a team-building exercise, um, but also just really helps to make you more of an analytical person in general. I think video games people think are for people that like essentially don't do sports or are just kind of keep themselves. But I think video games can be for everybody. Brett Ross is a freshman at Sitka High School, but on the Rocket League field, he's A.K. Pinecone. And while he may not have his license yet, he's been driving virtual cars for a while. I've been playing since I was about six, just something to do. I think it was Mario Kart on a Wii. As soon as I played that, I was hooked. He's played Rocket League for around four years, honing his skills. Ross also plays baseball, basketball, and runs cross country, and he plays other popular video games with his friends. But in Rocket League, he may have found his niche. It's a way to escape, like real life, and a way to, I don't know, essentially 
play your own game that's you're good at. None of my friends ever really got good at it, so it was, I just felt it was my game, and the community is amazing. Coach Earsley says he's already been talking to Ross about esports opportunities after high school. In addition to coaching the Rocket League team, Earsley is an IT specialist for the district. But he's achieved some success in esports of his own, and he knows that there are opportunities out there for students. There are places offering scholarships now for for things like this, you know, like it's it's getting to be a really big deal. And and once you get into college, they have the uh, league of their own. You, you start to really run into players that are on the path to being like an actual professional player. Ross has plenty of time to decide what's next in his esports journey. But right now, there's joy and glory to be found just in playing the game. Last fall, Ross played in the state championship alongside two teammates, juniors Tyson Delgado and Dane Refshaw. They will never be as nervous as they were in that final match, I tell you what. The seven-game series against the Gnome Belts boys was a nail-biter. Delgado says Sitka jumped to an early lead, but then things started to unravel. Those first three matches, we just dominated them. What, they got like two goals in those three games? And then the next three games, they subbed a person out, and that guy really affected their team because we lost the next three games. So it all rode on the seventh game, which went into sudden death overtime. Refshaw says their training went out the window and the Sitka team fell back on instinct. You, you can't really concentrate, you're too nervous, you're about forgetting fundamentals of the game, and then you just get like tunnel vision at the very end. The teams were fighting neck and neck in overtime for a full five minutes. 4.45 on the clock, we are just approaching a whole extra game of overtime here, folks. Oh, Lord. Oh, the stress must be so high in these disparate And then chance. everything's happening all at once, and then uh, the third person in our team, Brett, kind of kind of uh, took it all on, on himself and just, like, ran it down the field. Oh, and yeah, just... yeah, yeah, all the players right now. Oh, oh my God! God. <laughs> and God finishes it up! That's game! Ross says winning the state championship in overtime was surreal, and the commentators agreed. Holy! Alaska, I didn't know you were like that. I, I, I had no idea that we were going to see this level of tier performance. I had no idea that we were going to see this level of tier competition. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. Just as infatuated that play as you guys were. Thank you to these teams for putting on a show. Homer continues to face a major housing shortage and affordability crisis. As KBBI's Corinne Smith reports, a recent community forum brought out Homer residents to discuss key challenges and potential solutions to the ongoing problem. Over 100 Homer residents turned out on a recent Saturday morning at the Christian Community Church to discuss housing solutions for the greater Homer area. Jeffrey Ide is director of the South Peninsula Hospital Foundation, which organized the community conversation alongside a coalition of local nonprofit groups and the city of Homer. I've had many conversations in the community uh, just feeling the anxiety we all have about housing. And in this process, I was asking the question, what can we do? What can any of us do? Well, we can get together. We can talk. We can build relationships. 
A Homer housing survey is open now to assess residents' and employers' needs, barriers to access, and gauge potential solutions. At the forum, Anchorage-based consultant Denali Daniels read the preliminary results from 172 people who responded so far, most of whom are interested in living in single-family homes. What's most important when looking at, new, at a new residence, the top three priorities reported energy efficient, proximity to community amenities, and the cost, whether it was to purchase or the rental price. According to the survey, respondents were split between two major groups. One large group of residents said they were very likely to buy or rent in the next five years in Homer, and another group of residents who said they were very unlikely to stay. Daniels read the top housing priorities for renters. Number one, Running water, number two, pets allowed, and number three, a 12-month lease. Survey results also found about a third of respondents were concerned with affordability, while another third reported concerns about a lack of housing in the area, followed by short-term rentals and seasonal housing. According to data by a local real estate group displayed at the forum, Homer housing prices have more than doubled since 2015, from just over $200,000 to over $420,000 this year. And the cost of available land has also increased dramatically. Homer has also seen rents skyrocket, similar to communities across Alaska. That's as short-term rentals surge through programs like Airbnb and VRBO.com, leaving fewer options for those looking to rent more long-term, a major topic of discussion at the forum. Participants gathered in small groups to discuss these challenging factors for Homer, also referred to as the Aspen Effect. Rick Abood, Homer Planning Director, said the phenomenon named after Aspen, Colorado, is something that happens when communities are also popular tourism destinations. The Aspen effect being um, we live in a beautiful place, lots of people want to live here, um, lots of people with money come in and, um, and buy up a lot of the uh, properties, hot property prices go up, and we end up with... Um, Abood also reported his group worries about having enough housing for essential workers like nurses and teachers. The lack of housing prevents healthcare providers to live here. So we've got you know important professional people that are really a part of our community that we need who can't afford to live here. After laying out the scope of the problem, residents talked housing solutions. Some ideas included tiny homes, lease-to-own yurts or hostels for seasonal workers, encouraging affordable land sales from the city or borough, or fast-tracking construction for multifamily affordable houses. Participants debated how to manage Airbnbs, since Homer does not currently have a bed tax like hotels or business tax for these types of short-term rentals. In Homer, I'm Corinne Smith. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News.